May the words of my lips and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord our God. Amen. My husband and I are both from islands, and that's where the similarity ends. I come from Ireland, and on the west coast you have the Atlantic Sea, which can rage mightily, comparable to any sea in the world. He comes from the Caribbean, from Jamaica, where everything tends to be tranquil, blue, and mostly peaceful. Mostly. He says they do get the odd storm, but I don't think they're comparable. The sea is very present in this morning's readings. In both cases, the sea is stormy and life is threatened. Now, Jonah was a rebel. Even though he had a strong faith in God, and obviously knew him, when God gave Jonah an instruction he did not like, he fled in the opposite direction, the opposite way of the way God told him to go. Jonah, God decided to teach Jonah a lesson, and we meet Jonah in the belly of a big fish. Please note it's not a whale, it's a big fish. He has ended up in the Mediterranean. Now, Jonah had three days in the big fish, not what I'd call the most conducive atmosphere, to reconsider God's request. So after rethinking his situation, he did exactly what God had asked him to do in the beginning. By the way, May I advise you not to make a similar mistake in your life? You haven't a chance of running away from God. If you're in relationship with him, he will find you, and you will be persuaded. The second sea is known as the Sea of Galilee. It's in Israel, and it's actually a lake, as you know. It's large by local standards, but small compared to our great lakes here. But it is given to sudden storms. And here we find the disciples rowing very hard in the midst of a storm, probably exhausted physically and mentally because they've just come away from the feeding of the 5,000. By the way, an important addendum. It wasn't 5,000, it was more like 20 to 30,000 because of course the women and children didn't get counted. It's possible that the disciples felt abandoned at this point. The miracle of the loaves and fishes had left them likely with many questions and yet Jesus told them to get into a boat and to go across the sea and he went up into the mountain to pray. Now, he prayed a long time, certainly by my standards. He didn't finish until between 3 and 6 a.m. Now for the unexpected part. The disciples are in a boat on the lake, and there is a storm. So the rowing is very, very hard. 
and they are exhausted from every which way. And then they think, on top of all of that, they think they see a ghost. But it's not a ghost. It is Jesus. And he is walking on the surface of the water, seemingly without a thought. He's defying all the laws of nature. While the wind is whipping up the waves, he walks on the surface. This is crazy. The disciples who were in the boat, and those of us who are believers today, I think connect more easily and naturally with the humanity of Jesus. He walked, he talked, he ate, he slept, and he was surrounded by people. And in this respect, he was really quite like us. But there are occasions in the Gospels when his humanity, which is like a horizontal axis, is intersected to reveal his divinity. This is one of them. They are not seeing a ghost, but the Savior, who can, of course, defy the laws of nature. He made them. Some of the other occasions we've heard of recently where the divine intersects the horizontal humanity was first at his baptism, when the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus and God declares him to be his son. The second one we heard of was last week in the Transfiguration. Again, God spoke, identifying Jesus as his son. Now, this is not an exhaustive exhaustive list. But what happens on the Sea of Galilee in this morning's story is another intersection of the divine, and this is why. In most translations, this passage of the gospel says, when Jesus speaks, don't worry, it is I. But actually, he is saying, don't worry, I am. Cast your mind back, way back, to Moses standing before the burning bush, and he asks God to reveal his name. And out of the burning bush, God says, I am who I am. Tell them, the people of Israel, I am has sent you. Only one other time is it recorded in the Gospels that Jesus identified himself in this way. And it is in John chapter 8, when he is talking to the Jews who have proclaimed their pedigree in their descent from Abraham. To them, Jesus says simply, before Abraham was, I am. Now, this is not to be confused with the many occasions when Jesus said descriptors like, I am the good shepherd, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and so on. This I am is qualitatively different. It's revelatory. There are no other descriptors. It is God's name, and Jesus is using it clearly and stating he is God. Now watch the reaction of the disciples. They are already terrified, first by the storm, then by the person they think is a ghost who turns out to be Jesus, 
further discombobulated by the fact that Peter gets out of the boat and tries to copy Jesus, which is fine as long as his eyes are on Jesus, but the minute they're off and into the storm, it's all too much and he sinks. I may note that not many of us manage to defy natural law. So Jesus saves Peter and Peter gets into the boat and calms the storm. For the first time on record, the disciples worship him, worship him and say, truly, you are the son of God. And there we have it. This is the moment where the divine intersects humanity and there's always a response. Some flee as Jonah did without much success, I may add. Some fall down as the disciples did. The question is this, have you ever had such an experience? The moment when you knew as you knew as you knew who Jesus is. Your Lord and Savior, worthy of your love and worship. The moment came for the disciples in the midst of a chaotic storm, and often for all people, the moment comes in the midst of fear or when we've reached the end of our tether, when our own abilities have failed us one more time and we are desperate and therefore more open to encounter Jesus as the great I am. Maybe it hasn't happened for you yet. If this is the case, then watch as you, watch as you and stay alert to the fact that the Lord of life, the great I am, will come to you and say, don't be afraid. I am with you. Amen.